Well, good Sunday morning to you. I'm Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Well, we're going to be celebrating here soon Denver's largest Lunar New Year party. And I've got with me this morning Teresa Sefkin, the Executive Director of the Nathan Yip Foundation. Good morning. Good morning. So tell me a little bit first off about the Nathan Yip Foundation. The Nathan Yip Foundation is a nonprofit that is headquartered here in Colorado, and we support rural schools both in Colorado and in China. Oh, okay. How is that possible? So our founders are Chinese. Um, the organization was founded by a couple named Linda and Jimmy Yip. They live in Denver, but they are of Chinese descent. And they mm-hmm. had a son, Nathan, who unfortunately was killed in a car accident when he was 19 back in oh. 2001. So they started this charity in his name um, to support education worldwide. And tell me, what does the foundation do? You talked about uh, involved with schools here locally and in China, but how does that happen? So we function primarily as a grant maker or a matchmaker, we say. Okay. Um, We don't run any of our own programs or services, but what we do is we have education experts and people who kind of have their fingers on the pulse of education, rural education specifically in Colorado and in China. And so what we tell our supporters is if you are someone who really believes in the power of education and really wants to support rural education um, especially, then let us be your matchmaker and steward those funds so that we get your support to the schools that really need it the most. And why rural education? What's the need there that you're seeing? You know, we find that in Colorado, for instance, Denver tends to be very Denver-centric, and um, we believe that students should have access to great educational resources no matter their zip code. And when you're living in a rural area, often you're out of sight and out of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really important, we feel, to get out there and make sure that every student, every educator is feeling supported. How do you do that? Um, I, I understand. I know sometimes technology is not the same in the rural parts of our state as in the city of Denver. But what does that look like? Right. So, again, since we don't have any of our own programs, we really rely on the educators that we work with out in the rural communities to tell us how they'd like to receive support. Um, we always do site visits. So we hit the road and we find it really important to actually go out and visit the schools that we're supporting because it helps us to be able to see them and then go back to our donors and kind of paint a picture as to what the needs are out there. Um, and we always just make sure to have really open communication with the educators that are out there as well because every community is so different. You could be out on the Eastern Plains in a community that's 15, 15 minutes from another one, mm-hmm. um, but their educational focuses and needs are going to be so different. And so the educators are able to tell us our goals this year are for literacy. We're really right. struggling with literacy, so we want, want some new reading curriculum um, versus another school may say, you know, we have read a lot about the power of uh, technology and we want Chromebooks in our schools. And so okay. would you maybe give us a grant um, so we can go one-to-one on Chromebooks like a lot of schools in Denver are. Okay. Okay. So you really are taking it on a school-by-school basis for what they're needing. Yes. Every project is so different. And so it's difficult to talk about what we do sometimes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we know that our support um, is really touching the areas of greatest need. And tell me why education is the focus of the Nathan Yip Foundation. Well, Nathan, uh, the namesake of the organization, really believed in the power of education. 
um, he was in a group in school that was called the Future Givers Club, and it was this philanthropic club where kids raised money and then they decided where to donate it out to. Okay. You know, in Asian, in Asian culture especially, we really value education. And he was always a really hard worker. And for him, it was that was the, the gateway out of poverty or the okay. gateway. You know, your, your education or your knowledge is the one thing that nobody can take away from you. And so if you give someone the power of education, um, then you're setting them up for life in a different way than giving them, you know, any, a material thing or something like that. How fantastic that his parents took such a tragedy and turned it into something really beautiful and giving back here locally, like you were talking about, and internationally. Yes, they are the most wonderful people. And in Chinese culture, um, when someone passes away, people will give money in, in white envelopes. And the Yips, you know, they had all these donations from from friends and they, they didn't really have a personal need for it. And so they thought, let's start uh, a charity in Nathan's name and put that money toward toward one project first. Mm-hmm. And then it just grew into this really big thing now. That's it. I love the story. I mean, it really is very powerful when you think of the grief they were going through. So we talked about the work that the Nathan Yip Foundation does with schools here in Colorado. But what about the Chinese connection? How does that work? Yeah. So, um, you know, we are a public charity, which means that we have to raise funds from the public. We solicit public support in order to fund all the projects that we do. And since we had that historical connection to doing educational projects in China and the Yips are Chinese, um, most of our fundraising comes by way of special events. And our events tend to be a cultural sharing of of Chinese uh, cultures and holidays and traditions. And so with this Lunar New Year party, that's our biggest fundraising event of the year. And it's our way to showcase uh, Chinese culture and kind of bridge our projects in Colorado and China. All right. Let's talk about that. Uh, when is the Lunar New Year? So the Lunar New Year actually starts on January 25th. Okay. Um, it's celebrated for a period of 15 days and it changes every year because it follows the, the moon, the lunar calendar. Oh, right? okay. And so... Um, our event is on February 8th, which is actually the last day of the Lunar New Year period. And in China, they celebrate that last day as the Lantern Festival. So we're going to have a lot of lanterns on site and do a whole Lunar New Year Lantern Festival theme. So I know we've called it a festival. We've called it a dinner. Exactly what is it? It's a, a gala sit-down <coughs> dinner, and we'll be hosting it at the Grand Hyatt downtown. Okay. So, um, you know, it's it's similar to... A lot of nonprofit events where you have the silent auction, cocktail reception. We do have a seated family-style dinner, and it's this huge Chinese banquet. It's all shared uh, food. And then we go into our program, and then we end with this fantastic after-party where we have a night market and karaoke and silent disco. And we're really trying to bring that whole feel of the outdoor night markets that you see in Asia, Mm -hmm. uh, but indoors to our event. It sounds fantastic. Tell me a little bit about the importance of the Lunar New Year in Chinese uh, culture. It's one of the, Lunar New Year is one of the major holidays uh, in a lot of Asian cultures. And it's really just a time for everybody um, goes back home and sees their family and um, it's kind of like, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or the holidays here. Okay. It's a time to celebrate and eat a lot of food and go shopping <laughs> and 
um, just connect with family and friends. Okay, that's true. I, I, you know, I think so often we think, oh, well, everybody ha- does the Christmas holiday, and you were talking about the Lunar New Year being 15 days long. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, for us, it's a one-night celebration. So it's such a different mindset to recognize, okay, different culture is doing it differently, and that is your holiday break, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. I mean, okay. I guess it's kind of like the 12 days of Christmas, although I don't know anybody who actually celebrates <laughs> I don't days. either. I just know the song. I don't know anybody <laughs> that does the whole partridge in a pear tree and all of that. Um, so this is the year of the rat, correct? Yes. So what does that mean? So um, the year of the rat uh, is the first of the 12 animals of the Zodiac. And so according to ancient folklore, there was the Jade Emperor, which is the emperor in heaven, I believe, invited all of these animals to the palace and challenged them to a race. And so as the animals were racing, one of the components of the race at the very end was to cross a river. And the rat, being very cunning and intelligent, uh, jumped on the back of the ox, who was actually in the lead. And when they got to land, the, the rat jumped off and then crossed the finish line first. And so the order of the, the animals completing that race became the order of the animals of the zodiac and the okay. cycle. So the year of the rat is the first year. So we're kicking off with a brand new cycle. Right. We're kicking off a new decade. Yeah, that's true. You know, with the year of the rat. Okay. That makes sense. What do you hope? I mean, obviously you're wanting to raise money for education with Nathan Yip Foundation, but what are you hoping for folks to take away too about the Chinese culture and the lunar new year? Because you're obviously trying to make it a little educational as well. Right. I mean, I think um, with any cultural event, the goal is to, I guess, bring people together and showcase all the beautiful ways that people celebrate um, and the similarities also. So mm-hmm. to maybe increase a little more cultural understanding um, by way of celebrating and sharing food. I mean, we really believe in that family style meal, for instance, mm-hmm. um, when you break bread together, I think it's a really powerful way to connect with people. We won't be breaking bread, I guess, but we'll be having <laughs> fried rice and pork belly. (laughs) (laughs) So it is going to be traditional Chinese food. It will be. Okay. Okay. Fortune cookies. Um, Is that a Chinese thing or is that an American thing? It's a Chinese American thing. Okay. Um, But we do actually, there's this New Year's salad toss that we do. And it's all of these ingredients that are supposed to have different meanings. And that's how we kick off our dinners. Everybody puts their chopsticks in the salad bowl and they toss it. And it's like the higher you toss, the more <laughs> luck you ring in and you're okay. mixing all of these good luck ingredients together. And so we do that together first. That's our good luck thing instead of the fortune cookie. Okay. Okay. I like that. It's a little healthier <laughs> option Salad, yeah. too. Tell me a little bit about the night market. What is it you said you want to bring that and you're going to have that at the big Lunar New Year celebration um, party. What is the night market? What does that look like? So if you've ever traveled to Asia, um, one of the really popular activities for nightlife is to go out on the streets and people bring um food stalls and they sell merchandise and different goods and you kind of walk the streets and it's this bustling energy and you go shopping. And so we have sourced um, a lot of goods from China, actually, that we'll be bringing in to sell in our night market. So we'll have um, several booths set up in kind of the lobby area where you can buy uh, pearls and Chinese jackets and scarves and ties and little knickknacks. And very authentic then. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like it. So let's talk about uh, the Lunar New Year celebration. It's a big party. It is happening, by the way, if you're just joining us on Saturday night, February 8th. It starts at 530 at the Grand Hyatt Denver. How much are tickets? 
Tickets are 250 although we do have a young professional price. So if you're 35 and under, you can get your ticket for 150 And that includes um, the cocktail reception. So we'll have beer and wine there, the seated, huge banquet. Nobody goes home hungry. Um, we'll have a lot of entertainment. We have a lion dance troupe, and that's a really good luck thing for the, the, the new year. Um, and then the after party, of course, with the night market and karaoke and silent disco. And just um, I think we have a, a fortune teller who will read your palm oh, and cool. a calligrapher who will write your name in Chinese. Mm-hmm. And we have a portrait artist that does these beautiful, not a caricature mm-hmm. uh, drawing, but a beautiful portrait. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's all these activities that you can roam around and And that's and after the dinner and after the silent auction and all of that. After the dinner, yes. Okay. And how much did you raise? I mean, you raised a lot of money. How much did you raise last year? Last year, we were about $300,000. And so we're looking uh, to raise a little more this year. Okay. And we have a specified project uh, for our, we have a live auction and there's a paddle raiser portion that takes place afterwards where people can give um, just for the sake of giving. Mm -hmm. And this year we're raising funds for a home visit program that we run in the San Luis Valley at uh, Center Schools and Monta Vista High School. And this is a program where uh, teachers go out in pairs in the community and they do uh, essentially parent-teacher conferences in the homes of the children. Mm -hmm. And they've found that for a teacher to be able to go into the home and the parent to not have to come to the school, it's a really powerful thing. They can see where the students are living, how they're living. Mm -hmm. Um, They've seen attendance rates go up and reading scores go up and just better community engagement. And so that's a project that we'll be highlighting this year that we really want to um, support years down the line. And have they shared with you why that need is different in that community? Every community is very unique. There hasn't been, you know, there's a high number of uh, English language learners there. And so there's the the language piece. Um, but then also parents are working really hard there and often they're uh, working multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. And so for them to come into the school um, can become a burden on their time. Um, and so the teachers often are not engaging with the parents in the way that they really should be. And so by kind of shifting the dynamic of this right. and saying, we'll come to you okay. and, um, you know, come to your home and do, and do all of this, it's really helped. And, and it's not, you know, they'll do these visits for, for children who might be struggling in school, but also children who are doing really well. And maybe okay. the parents for one reason or another have, have never had someone come and say, your student is awesome. So Which is really great powerful. to hear too, as a right. parent, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I love the fact, I think that story itself just really highlights um, the Nathan Yip Foundation and how you are really meeting individual needs of schools and listening to what they need. Tell me what you did in Byers last year. Uh, so last year, Byers Elementary School was the recipient of our paddle raiser funds, and they had a technology initiative. And so during our event, we were able to raise $48,000 to purchase Chromebooks for every student in their elementary school. That's exciting. Yeah. And I just got an email from the principal yesterday um, just to check in and say, we're just rocking and rolling with our computers and the kids Aww. love it. And it's opened up this whole world for them. I was going to say, that's going to make you feel so good. It's awesome. Oh. I, I love the teachers I work with. I bet you do. All right. Well, Tarika Sefkin, the executive director of the Nathan Yip Foundation, thank you so much for being here. And for more information and to get tickets on the Lunar New Year party, where do folks go? Uh, visit our website, www.nathanyipfoundation.org. Well, thank you so much. Best of luck with the big celebration. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. You can always listen to the show again. We've got it on podcast, so just go to the station's individual websites. But thanks for connecting with us. Go out, be kind, love big, and have a blessed day.